Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Water, water everywhere, but how did it get so cheap? Well, the answer is, it's not. This week on Parts Per Billion, we're talking about water infrastructure and how to pay for it from Capitol Hill. Hello and welcome once again to Parts Per Billion, the environmental policy podcast from Bloomberg BNA. I'm your host, David Schultz, and we are coming to you from the Rayburn House office building on Capitol Hill, and, you know, before I go any further, uh, I'm actually a little thirsty, so I'm going to take a sip from this drinking fountain right here. We tend to take that for granted, that water is just going to come out of every fountain that we see, but it actually takes a lot of infrastructure, and that infrastructure takes a lot of money to make that happen. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week in the first in our series on water infrastructure and how to pay for it. And this week we're gonna be talking with Paul Tonko, Democrat who represents the Albany area in upstate New York. And he serves as the top Democrat on a key environmental subcommittee in the House. So why don't we uh, head up to his office and see what he has to say. So Congressman Tonko, thank you for inviting me here to your office to to talk about water. and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is because, you know, water is something that we take for granted. You know, we assume it's going to come out of the tap and we just don't even think about it. But it really takes a lot to make sure that it's in a quality that can be drinkable. Water is part of every life and it's part of every job. And so it's important for us to make certain that our water supplies and the infrastructure delivering to home place and, and workplace um, are all in sound working order. So as to the numbers... Um, EPA does assessments. Their fifth assessment was done in 2013, and it was a calculus there that from 2011 to 2030, uh, the country would require $384 billion, with a B, uh, in order to meet uh, what is infrastructure demands. Um, I, I know that that number went up significantly from when the first assessment was made in 1995, which was at $157 billion. So the message there to all of us as policymakers and as budget uh, architects is to get on with the business because when you back burner it, it doesn't go away. It actually you know, escalates uh, as a price tag. So $384 billion, uh, where does that money come from? I mean, is that where, where my, when I pay my water bill, does it go toward that? Well, it's, it's a compilation of sources. Um, and the SRF, the State Revolving Fund, is part of the Clean Drinking Water Act. 
and it's the vehicle by which the 50 states receive federal dollars. Um, it has not been reauthorized since, uh, since its inception. Um, and so for 21 years now, we have not reauthorized. My goal is to reauthorize and enhance the SRF. And the reason for the enhancement is that when you look at all the government contributions toward water efforts, towards construction, operations, and maintenance, the federal con uh, government contributes over, just over 4%. That is just a drop in the ocean, and it is unacceptable. There needs to be a stronger sense of partnership. I started my public service efforts at a county level back in the mid-'70s, and I can tell you it was a much more lucrative revenue stream back then with the feds. And I'll contrast that, if you'll allow me, with roads and bridges, where uh, that 45 will be generous, 45 to 4.7% contribution for the feds toward water um, is contrasted with roads and bridges at anywhere from 25 to 30 percent. So this is a stepchild outcome uh, for water infrastructure. Well, let's get into the politics of that. In other words, the, the why. So, you know, the federal government has been contributing much more to roads and to bridges than to water, as you just mentioned. Why do you think that is? It, it, I've called it our hidden infrastructure. You know, you stop for a red light under an overpass, and you can uh, browse around, and you'll note that uh, just to the naked eye, there's great deficiency, deterioration of that infrastructure. These um, bits of pipes, which might include bricks uh, that are delivering your system, a brick construct, uh, wooden pipes, I mean, some Wooden of these, pipes? Yes. I did a tour, several tours in my district, and some of the systems are 145 years old. So that goes back to the days of Rutherford B. Hayes in the White House. Think of it. You trade in your TV screen because it's simply not big enough. You get rid of your iPad because, or your iPhone because, well, new technology is coming out every month. And you trade in your car because it either has too many miles or you got tired of the color. And we're content to sit with 145-year-old pipes. It is, it, it just doesn't begin to make sense. And I think because it's that hidden infrastructure, out of sight, out of mind, simply cannot be tolerated. Well, right now you're in the minority party in, in the House. So how have you, you know, have you been able to gain traction? Throughout my county uh, tenure in, uh, as a county board member and throughout the assembly years for me, which were 25 in the state of New York, and now in my four plus terms in Congress, I've always reached across the aisle because I think it's important for us to build consensus in government. And, and actually, we should mention that um, your counterpart on the uh, Environment Subcommittee, Representative Shimkus, will actually be on a, a future episode of Parts Per Billion oh, coming up in a few weeks. So. Oh, that's super. And, and it's a pleasure to work with uh, Congressman Shimkus, Chairman Shimkus. And, you know, John and I have... Uh, you know, talked over meals. We go to, uh, to uh, sit down and talk about the environment subcommittee um, uh, priorities. Uh, and I think that's helpful. And I think recently we held a hearing, the subcommittee that reports to the Standing Committee of Energy and Commerce, uh, that committee on environment recently held a hearing. And it was a very, very uh, positive reinforcement by each of the witnesses at the table that more dollars are needed. Well, we've, you know, finally, we've talked about the, the problems with our water infrastructure and, and the needs that are out there and the small role that the federal government plays and how you would like that role to be much bigger. But 
where is the money going to come from? Because, you know, well, there are only, you know, do you increase taxes? Do you increase the deficit? Both? Where, where, does, where does the funding come from? Well, the president presented his budget to Congress. And I think a budget reflects the values of uh, a community, in this case, of a nation. The federal budget reflects our values and the public good. Um, I would suggest that $22 billion uh, to build a wall uh, that divides us from Mexico, uh, which makes a terrible statement to the world, uh, and a, um, a request for $54 billion for additional spending on war um, are not the best priorities. And I think war and a wall should be displaced by health and home. Our civil engineers will remind me that, and any of us, that it's 10 times cheaper to repair these systems before they break. Um, and, you know, part of our bill would allow for dollars to be utilized to retrofit systems so that you could pinpoint the weaknesses in the infrastructure. That's going to be a savings of 10 times. So already you can gain a lot of benefit by implementing uh, the program, the, uh, passing the bill. Um, and having the president sign it. Also, we, through leaking pipes on a daily basis, lose 7 billion gallons of water per day. So That's water that you could drink. Absolutely. And it's, it's an investment. It has a taxpayer commitment because it's treated water. So here's ways to save the taxpayers money and build a system and at the same time establish it, affirm it uh, in an affirmative way, stake it as a high priority. Uh, I think it speaks to uh, our values. I mean, ask the people in Flint what the price of doing nothing is. Representative Paul Tonko, Democrat from New York, talking about water infrastructure. As we mentioned at the top, this is the first in a series of episodes about the way we get our drinking water. In a few weeks, we'll be hearing from Republican John Shimkus. For more reporting on water quality issues and lots of other environmental topics, visit our website at bna.com. This episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle and with special production help this week from Marissa Horn. The music for Parts Per Billion is A Message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons attribution share like license. More information can be found at betterwithmusic.com. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.